Hey, 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 we are back. It is another week of Drunk Week in Review. I have no puns. I have no rap lyrics to say incorrectly. It's been a long weekend. That's awesome. But we still have a fucking hype guy, so that's cool. Thanks, hey, Cody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, welcome back for another week. Um, I think mostly we're just going to cover some, f- some some Fallout, listen to some Fallout Boy, the huge, <laughs> and then uh, we'll just get some fun little topics. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Cover our butts. All right. The views and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our host is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Boom. Thank you, JM, for being the underwear of our podcast. You always cover our butts. <laughs> you offer tons of support. <laughs> as well he, he's kind of like a jock strap in a way but like a full body jock strap with a butt what about it. some like it doesn't really matter though if you have a small penis it's just sort of just you don't really need the support but um quite frankly it is comforting to have it so thank you what if it's I just like a, comp- a set s- of compression shorts so i you cover like your butt and i offer support i feel like no matter what if you have a small penis you want like that layer to like kind of take away from it think about when we were kids going to the beach in like high school and we're like we're quite sure about our wieners yet so we would wear underwear under our swim trunks or board shorts nope never did that like oh everyone i knew did that shit my nephew does that he's like oh i don't want like my 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 wiener imprint to show (laughs) wait (laughs) you're like the only embarrassing thing that happened when i was a kid is uh i was at the outer banks in north carolina i got hit by the surf and like my stomach I, I basically dragged along the bottom for a while, and I chafed my dick so hard. <laughs> and so, like, you know, go back to the vacation house, um, and I kind of chill out, and the family goes back to the beach, and everybody's like, hey, why aren't you coming? And I was like, I can't come anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was also the first time I discovered masturbation, and I really couldn't. Oh, God. Oh, how, how bad would that been if, like, that – like chafing turned well, into maybe a, that was the reason for the chafing actually yeah I mean, what if what if that turned into like a fetish where you just had to be like rubbed raw to come oh well, god I, I don't wear underwear and i do wear <laughs> denim so oh you like it you like the abrasion i mean i don't wear underwear i do when i work i do i do when i when i work out and then um like if i'm wearing my columbia's um i do because pee stains show through so even if you dribble a little bit, <laughs> then it becomes yeah. this yeah, huge. Yeah, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, if you're wearing khakis, you got to wear underwear. Yeah. One of my first bosses, when we were in Iraq, we were going, like, maybe on our first or second patrol, and my boss comes out, and he's got, like, this big wad of chew, and he fucking spits. And then he looks down, and he goes, God damn it, I pissed on my boot again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good So stuff. many memories that I can't drink away. <laughs> Well, why would you want to? Right? Uh, green striker armor. Isn't that right? Green striker armor. That's right. <laughs> Bunch of knuckleheads. Oh. Yeah. So I do want to say one thing real quick. So the other night, like, I'm part of like a Facebook group for like twin dads because I'm trying to figure out what that shit's all about. But someone's like, hey, guys, check out Rockabye Baby. I'm like, all right, I got nothing else to do tonight. It's fucking incredible. So they take every, like, not every song. Like, JM's going to have some shit that there's no way the hell they're going to make that into a lullaby. But is it just they go- take, 
they take like popular music and turn it like and like just xylophone it, make it a lullaby. Like there's there's a Iron Maiden number of the beast lullaby. Like the most of Blink Twenty Two's catalogs lullabied. Are these the same guys that did the um, like the kids playset with um, Rage Against the Machine? Maybe I could see them doing that because like uh, they'll take anything and they're just making it lullabies. Which you know this is very special interest for me, but I'm, I just want to tell our possible audience like lullabies don't have to suck. Like you no, can find they cool they do shit. a version of the Queens of the Stone Age song. Uh, no one knows. And God, that's such a good one. Yeah, just like with xylophone, that'd be great. Dave Grohl, I'm gonna, they didn't have a make drum, a note. They didn't have a drummer at that time uh, when they recorded that, so Dave Grohl did the album with them. Seriously? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So go if <laughs> oh, you go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, it's their best album. Yeah, and in th- my opinion. Yeah, I think sense. I think he, oh, man, I think he discovered them or he produced them. He was very he was integrated into that um, into the production of that album very much. Yeah, he helped them out, and then that band helped out Eagles of Death Metal. And we all yeah, know well, how Josh Hom went on to play the drums for the Eagles of Death Metal. That's right. Um, but Josh Hom wasn't there during the Paris shooting. That's still one of the craziest fucking things. Yeah, Jesus, that, like that entire how many thing was so. Na- thing? I think fifty uh, six might be low, but I think at least remember fifty six sticks out. But it was a lot of fucking people. And they're all just like crammed into that theater. So we were actually overseas, and um, we were sitting in Romania. And one of my buddies had been in, was in Paris, um, or had just left Paris when that happened. We were on like our first four day weekend. Um, eighty nine people trip that you got to do. You were in Greece, and you were sending me like pictures of you drinking old fashions. I was so jealous. Yeah, I was drinking old fashions. I was drinking old fashions at the top of the Hilton, like the rooftop bar at the Hilton, and we were looking out at the Acropolis. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, so we had, like, we uh, because it's the whole, um, what's the whole, it's, so the Acropolis is there, but there's a name for that whole, like, little structure. Uh, I can't think of what it's called. Pantheon? Mm. Yeah, we're there. I think it's the Pantheon. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we we had beautiful views of it, and it's because where Aaron, where were you that we were drinking? Did we make old fashions in our room? We we must have made old fashions because I you were uh, that's what it was in you, Korea. In Korea, you couldn't we find couldn't them. get like, Angus. Like, well, we couldn't like, get were Angus peeling the oranges yourself and like all that shit, like shaving. No, the like he was because he was talking about it and how hard it was that we couldn't find Angus Angus Duras, Angus Dura, oh Angus the, Dura. the bitters, yeah, yeah the, the we couldn't find the bitters that he liked, and so he kept talking about them, kept talking about them, and I don't think you and I ever had one when we were in Korea, but when I got over to Romania, I ordered one on top of that bar, and I was smoking a Monte Cristo Platinum um, Cuban. Oh yeah, because oh. Romania has relations in Cuban. You actually no, no, this you. was in Greece. This was in Athens. Oh, Greece. This was in Athens. Yeah, dope shit. Good. I, I always make it a point, like if I'm staying anywhere like in Mexico or wherever, where they don't give a fuck about the whole Cuban American thing. Like we have Cuban rum, like that's all I want to drink. I don't care if it sucks. I'm drinking Cuban rum because I can't drink it at home. Well, Europe gets all the good Cuban exports because Europe's got the money. So like Spain, yeah. Spain, Germany, Italy, um, they get all the good stuff from Cuba. None of it stays in Cuba. None of it goes to Central America because they don't have the money for it. Um, like maybe some tourist towns, you might be at the like resorts like Can- Cancun and Cabo are going to yeah, get. Or, or Puerto Vallarta, or you know, if you're down in Puerto Rico, um, ooh, not Puerto Rico. Oh no, you're no right, way. not Puerto Rico. 
uh, what's some other like probably this, Jam- Jamaica's gonna get it. Yeah, but it's like it's, the resorts. It's mostly it's mostly gonna be like everywhere that gets all the good stuff is Spain, France, Germany, Italy, Greece, um, all the uh, Portugal, all like all Western Europe and rich Western Europe gets it. No, like, That's I the best. I don't know if the UK gets any of it. I just loved all the weird like fucking beers you could buy in like uh, Belgium and France and Germany. It's like oh. Here's our, our our tequila beer, and it's just like beer, but it's not necessarily tequila. It's just they call it tequila beer, but oh, tequila salt. Yeah, it's salted tequila. And there's like a there's also a rum. There's like rum beer, but it's just like a sweet beer. It's really strange. So there is a beer in Germany. Um, man, I'm gonna forget the name of it, but they would sell it at the little uh, local, basically like dollar store because they actually sell duff there, and you could get duff. Um, but they, <laughs> but they make a tequila beer and I forget what it's called, but it is like tequila in a German style Pilsner and it, oh. and it is brutal. It comes in, um, it comes in like 0.3 liter or 0.2 liter, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Cause it, it's going to be like novelty stuff for them. Well, you get a six, get, you get a six pack of it for like two and a half or three bucks. Um, yeah, it's key. I'm pretty sure I, it's tequila. No, tequila was the what? American version of it. Nobody remembers Tequiza? No. Mm. I remember Miller Chill. I remember, I think Bud Light of Lime is still a thing, but Miller Chill is no longer with us. Yeah, Tequiza was uh, an American there's version others. of it. Tequiza sounds familiar. Yeah. I love going to foreign countries and drinking. And Whatever they and have. Like discovering. Oh, yeah. It's like called Desperados. In Korea, soju Desperados. was cheaper. That's the, that's the tequila beer. That's right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, so we were talking about myself. no. We we're talking about soju, and <laughs> soju is fucking dangerous. Uh, soju cheaper than a three and a half dollar coffee. Like you could get like a twelve ounce soju for like three bucks. Yeah, that's like the that's like the yogurt and sake. No, 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 no. Soju, no. It, soju tastes like sweet potato that's fermented, but it's not what? distilled. What? Then you had different soju than I did because all the soju I had tasted like Gatorade, and you tasted no alcohol. Remember the little elephant we used to drink all of our shots out of? Well, yes. It, w- wait, what do you mean it didn't? It didn't taste like any. It didn't taste like. It tastes like Gatorade. It didn't taste like sweet potatoes. No, it's made from sweet potatoes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I think that's made from both rice and sweet potatoes. It kind of depends on like who the manufacturer is. So it's yeah. kind of like vodka. No, no, no. This stuff is dangerous, right? So it it legitimately well, it comes in at like a high high. ABV wine kind of. Yeah, it comes in. Okay, so it's like 20%. Yeah, but the problem is is they sell it at every bar for about a dollar a shot. Well, it's it's a it's a thousand it's a thousand one a shot. So it actually comes out to like 92 cents a shot. Um, (laughs) And you can and you can drink it all night long. And because it tastes it tastes just like Gatorade. There is nothing. I mean, there is no like bad. It tastes like Gatorade. You're like, oh, I'm getting hydrated. And then you stand up to get a leak. You stand up, take a leak after 20 rounds of this. You're like, oh, I'm wobbly. No, it's like I'm on the floor because there was a <laughs> there was a group of us. You had uh, so myself, Aaron, you had John and Amanda. Then you had Rebecca and Nathan and Tommy. Right. So there's seven of us. And we would go out to the same bar every Friday and Saturday night. They had a like we were there. Every Friday and Saturday to the point that even Koreans weren't allowed to sit at this little um, arm of the bar. The owner would owner would kick them out if people were sitting there and it was like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock because that's when we showed up. 
and he would make people move so we could sit at our same spot. And what we do is we everybody get their drink or their beer, and then you'd order a round of soju because it was you know seven dollars for a round of soju, and so yeah, just baller, baller move. And so you just went around like you just went around the table, you know, and everybody just ordered around it and. That's all you did on it. So you get a beer and order around soju. Get a beer, order around soju, and it just would go around the table. And it was never the beer that got you. It was the thirteen rounds of soju you would drink. <laughs> <laughs> on top of everything else that we're doing, right? Because like in Korea, you can still smoke cigarettes indoors. Yep. In Georgetown, you can. Uh, Georgetown, you can. I was gonna. I was gonna say that I think Korea was the last place, and I realized that we were probably smoking cigarettes in that bar. In Georgetown, anyway, um, that's like the so only place in Georgetown you can smoke inside. Yeah, golly, I again, I slept on the floor because I knew that I smelled like a bottle of booze. <laughs> I, and g- I gave him my like sister. I gave him my sister's room to stay in, and he slept on the floor instead. Try to be a good, good guest or whatever. It's all made up. Rock point. roll. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's that's a long way of saying. Queens of the Stone Age and baby <laughs> rock and roll. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, uh, I, I wanted to mention, because we said Queens of the Stone Age, I said Dave Grohl, um, and I don't know why I never put two and two together, but Chris Shiflett is a country artist who I listen to, and I didn't realize he yeah, was the yeah. lead guitar player for uh, Foo Fighters. I thought you knew that. No. I did oh, yeah, not. He's got a good podcast where he just interviews country the, musicians, the, Yeah, too. That, it's called Walking the Line, and that one's really good. Walking the Floor. Or Walking the Floor. But I listened yeah. to a lot of his music, and I was like, man, this guy's really good. And then I'm doing some research on him. They're like, yeah, you may know him as the lead guitarist for the Foo Fighters. And I go, this is way different. Cause the Foo and Fighters- it's a good thing it's good, because he can, he can afford the best production value. Because I think he uses Brent Cobb, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Brent Cobb is so good, too. Yeah. It's like he can afford the best fucking production value known to man. So, yeah, it, it, it shit is good. But it's also well-written. It's fun. Yeah. Rockabye baby. Lullabies that don't suck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we went like, in a huge that, that, circle that's there. A big, that's a huge focus for <laughs> our future life is like, all right, how can we do this and not suck? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to listen to the Wiggles for five years. Yeah. It's like, how do we make sure they never find out about Peppa Pig? Yes. So then speak with Dora and Blue's Clues. Well, well, I mean, Blue's Clues is okay. I'd watch Blue's Clues. My niece watches Peppa Pig. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Like, there's no entertainment value whatsoever here. She loves it. What an intro. (laughs) Speaking of entertainment value, have you guys read anything lately? (laughs) Intro part two. Uh, book club update. So uh, we are reading Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk or Palahniuk or I think is it Aaron? You've met the dude. Is it Palahniuk or Palahniuk? It's Palahniuk. Um, yeah. We are reading collectively Invisible Monsters. I'm about a third of the way through it. I'm oh, like wow. yeah, I'm like uh, I'm like 75, 80 pages into like just under a 200 page book. I think it's 190 pages. Um, and I'm paying a lot more attention this time. I'm actually going through because I've only got my Kindle here. I don't have my I don't have my household goods yet, so I don't have my hard copy of it. But I'm actually making notes and stuff that I was like, oh, these guys will like to talk about this because this means this. But it turns out that Cody is like 12 pages in, and Aaron hasn't even started. <laughs> I I'm, just I'm honestly nervous to open it. Like just reading Choke the one time, or I tried to read like. You can pay. I tried to read Snuff, and I was like, I got a chapter in, and I was like, "Cool." So he goes to the porno shoot to bang his mom. If you really want to get into a weird one, read Pygmy. what? If you want to get into a weird one, Snuff. read Pygmy. Oh yeah, Snuff's terrible. I, I can't. Yep. 
I can't. So like, I'm gonna read it. I just I've been yeah. I mean, been nervous pa- about opening it. Cody, what Paul Nick's kind of like you gotta like get yourself ready for like the Schadenfreude of just like you know it's gonna just feel kind of icky. So what do you think? You're have you read Invisible Monsters before, Cody? I did. I can't remember if it was like early college or late high school, but I definitely read it over ten years ago. So so it's like there's you know I can kind of remember some shit, but like, like some loose shit. So this is kind of like going into it uh, kind of new, you know? Yeah, so I'm about fifth. I read this about 15 years ago. I read this in 2009, so 12 years ago. Um, yeah, so like, uh, yeah, like I know, I think at some point they're like, ends up being like brother and sister, and I think someone shoots their face off, but then they get reconstructed. But I don't want to ruin it for myself. I think that's what happens. <laughs> we'll see. So what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking so right, far on your second read through? Well, because right now I just like, well, it's the writing style is so different than anything I've been reading. So it's actually been kind of a fat. It was pretty fast read. Like I just finished a book last night, and then so I picked up Visible Monsters. I'm like, all right, gotta do my homework. And then, like I got through that chapter really fast. Like it's kind of like rapid fire. It is like, a very and it's, it's a very quick read, but there are several sentences where you're gonna have to go back and just reread them and be like, wait, hold, wait, what? Does this make sense? Hold on. Yeah, like right now, that's someone's wedding with the entire place on fire. The that's, ride's yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. And You're talking about Evie, uh, Evie Cottrell. And, uh, yes, and, and Brandy, uh, Alexander Brandy Alexander is dying. She's been shot in the chest. Yep. And they've not introduced the name of the narrator yet, I don't think. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. But possibly they don't ever. Sometimes they don't. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think you... Uh, you do, but I can't remember when. Now you got me thinking. I'm trying to think if I. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because like so far it seems like it's kind of a write up on celebrity culture. It's exactly and what it like is. Beauty standards, probably. It's kind of where I think it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good, Aaron. I think you're really gonna like it. A- Aaron, I'm with you. Like, There's some I, interesting things yeah. about Chuck Palahniuk that I didn't know about. So he's from Pasco. Uh, Pasco is Eastern Washington. He actually went to University of Oregon. And you uh, went to the School of Journalism, um, which journalism now falls under the communications department in most uh, isn't, universities. Isn't that so where – didn't you do a uh, comm degree? That's it. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and actually, technically, what we're doing now falls within the confines of what people with my degree do, except – They get paid for it. Bono, in fact <laughs> – I think you bought my microphone. I think I bought your entire setup, didn't I? I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's Mine what I'm too. Saying, right? Oh yeah, so I J- bought all. James, my fi- James, my favorite nonprofit. I'm the benefactor for everything because I've bought <laughs> other than other than a few pieces of equipment. I think I've bought. Well, Cody's using unless you're using the unless you're using the mixer that I gave you, Cody. Cody's the only thing he's bought was his mixer. Yeah, and I'm back to that mixer. I just, like it's tried and true. I know how to use it. <laughs> Oh, so uh, yeah, you never find out the name of the. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. You do never find out the name of the person telling the story in Invisible yeah. Monsters. Aaron, I like. I kind of like. So I, I'm with you. Like, I had some like hesitation picking up the book because in my head, it's like I remember this being kind of jarring. Like, it's almost like psyching yourself up to rewatch Kids or I've never actually or seen Re- Requiem. I've never Fucking seen Requiem, Requiem, but like I Train. know it's supposed to be like really good but gnarly. Train like, spotting. That's how I feel about. That's how I feel about I, kids. Pie. The I've movie kids, kids just kids fucked me up. Like I've never seen kids. Uh, 
oh yeah like my friend david's like oh we got to watch this and like it's really funny because it's so fucked up but then the end of you're like oh god everyone has aids what the fuck do we just watch i feel like i had the shower after that <laughs> oh rosario dawson's I- in it Rosario oh, it, Dawson is in it. Yeah, it's got a killer, I, like it's got a killer cast of people who end up being like pretty big later. Hmm. But like Jay, and they're like, it, I'm telling you, like it's until the end. It's like it's funny. Like it starts out with like this guy, and he's like, they're all they're kids, and they're like, he's like banging another kid, and he goes downstairs and like makes his friend smell his fingers, and he goes butterscotch, yo. Oh, <laughs> wonderful! Like, what butterscotch? But yeah, it's like you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, it's, I'm gonna have to find this. It's just about being fucked up in New York City, I guess, mostly. Mm. You should watch Pi Pie. if you want another weird one. Oh yeah, you've mentioned Pie. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right, so I guess we'll we'll check back in next week. See how everybody's doing. Well, we've only I'll got we've up, only got worry. two weeks. We've only got two weeks left. Hey, if if you were to lay this out and say that these chapters are what we have to read, that's what I would abide by, and I would also, uh, whoever is leading the discussion, I, I would totally be down if you lined it up and it's a, partitioned it so out. So it's an like it would for a college. It's course. an easy read. That's why that's why I suggest okay. it's a it's a quick two hundred page book. It's it's only and I don't even think it's two hundred pages. I think it's like one eighty something. Um, I th- I think Aaron's right, and like if anyone's listening. And they've been in a book club, but I think Aaron's sort of on the right track. I feel like is that how we, book clubs work? If we knew a bunch of housewives, sorry, that's kind of sexist, <laughs> but that's why I imagine in book clubs you didn't finish usually, the you didn't finish the word. You're fine. <laughs> that's that's why I imagine in most book clubs, <laughs> I feel like they have homework, like I kind of like Bible study. Like you're supposed to go back and read Romans through chapters one through whatever. four, yeah, and then come back and talk about it. Okay, um, but, so we ooh, look. I, we only have. I, ooh, I, I, guys, can I you found, give us a little bit of a skeleton framework, and then I will meet the guidelines. Yeah, well, I mean, we only have two weeks left, so read the first half of the book by next week. Oh, it's cool, guys. I found <laughs> a, a, I found a study. I found a study guide, and then so I think that there's so, quizzes. Am I doing? I'm gonna get the fucking cliff notes on this. Piece hold on a second. There's hold quizzes on a second. Let's, let's and topics fair. for discussion. Let's make this fair because we did kind of jump into this one. So one, two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, how does Chuck Palahniuk use imagery in Invisible Monsters? Jesus. So, Aaron, if you want to, because I kind of screwed us by introducing it on week two, by giving us three weeks to read this effectively. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to think of a book for February, and you can present it to us next week. Next week. That way, we are prepped for February's read, and then Cody will have. Well, let me ask you a read. question: Do you want to do history or poli sci? Hey, it's your book, buddy. Which would be more interesting? Talking about the Palestinian-Israeli conflict because I did that whole thing. None of them. <laughs> when I blacked out, or you know, maybe some general American history. None of it uh, for me, but it's not my choice. So since you're I suffering mean, this week or this month, I'll suffer for you. Cody will be the history dude. Yeah, okay, I was actually all, getting ready to write jam. down a sticky note how many chapters I had to read, but instead you put the responsibility back on me to just go read the fucking book. I'll, I'll look, man. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will outline something. I will outline something. Okay. Okay. Invisible monsters. All right. Study guide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the book club, ladies and gentlemen. 
and yeah, our our super organized, thought out <laughs> book club. <laughs> like we will solicit from the audience if anyone has any experience in a book club, set up a call with us. We'll hop on like a a Zoom call, and you can tell us how to book club properly. Because I'm sure this is not it. Yeah, but well, we use Google Meet. We can hook Grandma, if you're listening. Yeah, I feel like book clubs like is like in the feel, movies. That's like, like, like an excuse for like drinking wine go, and like, cheese, drink a bottle of wine, yeah, and gossip. Right, which is so kind of feel what, like we're that's what I we're feel doing. Like we're already having a book club. Yeah, we're gossiping and we're drinking beer and we're having a good I time. Feel like we're doing it right. Uh, no, no, gossiping entails that there are rumors. Should we talk we shit have about our tried husbands? Very hard. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. all get let's all get husbands. So we could talk about them, <laughs> <laughs> especially when they're not around. I guess we technically the only place we could marry our theoretical husbands would be. Where Aaron is, because I don't think you can marry gay marry. No, you, you can't. Yeah, get you can. Now, yeah, can't you can. You? Yeah, same sex marriage is illegal in Texas. That's right. It's across the United States. Uh, you know, sometimes I feel like we're. S- I forget. <laughs> That's sometimes right. Sometimes I, be- I, I like I get this really. <laughs> I have this really funny thing where sometimes I get to talk about gay marriage, and you know, people think that I'm like totally distanced from it. My parents are divorced, very nuclear family, and then I'm like. Except that my mom's gay, and she remarried a woman, and everybody's like kind of surprised. I'm like, I don't know, go ask her. Like, that's and, her yeah. and in I Saint Angelo, fucking care. And she's in happy. Who am I to get for her? Who am I to say anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not up my ass. She has somebody that she loves. She might not be up anyone's ass. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, good one. All right. Uh let's move into some <laughs> let's move into some actual yeah. Yeah, news. Yeah, let's, let's talk about something different. <laughs> oh boy. If you're listening, former Mrs. Chavez, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it, or is it like knee Chavez? Like, does that mean former? Uh, what? Well, no, it'd be uh, knee means a uh, born ass. No, she kept, she kept her, she kept her last name. Nice. All right. Um, so like Brittany would be Brittany's. She would be knee um, Alderman. Alderman, because ah, it's yeah. her birth. It took her, t- took her two and a half years and twins, but she finally changed her Instagram handle to Whittington. Oh, hey, big stuff. Hey, big stuff. Is that the stuff that you guys used to argue about? No. But it's it was like she didn't even say anything about it. Like I was trying to tag her on something, I couldn't find her anywhere. But I was like, "Oh, hey, who's that? Oh, that's my wife." All right, Aaron. Here. Chapters one through fourteen. Got it. Jeez. Okay. I was, yeah. I I just like did like almost snort, but I realized the chapters are kind of short. Yeah, like I'm eighty pages. Like I said, eighty pages in. It's, it's different on the Kindle. I'm like a third of the way in, and I think I'm into chapter eight. So it kind of sounds like it would be like a long format short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of his. Okay. Like a lot That's of fine. some of his stuff is. All right. Um, so last week we covered the well, we had a really good uh, discussion on what is a protest, what is a riot, what is insurrection, what is um, what is asserting your civil liberties, what is asserting your constitutional rights. Um, in the wake of the January sixth protest we've had a lot of arrests um and 
this is the place that uh, we're going to kind of cover this and just talk about some of the fallout. As much as we don't like to give time to the election, to everything that is uh, what is going on with the current administration, um, and f- by the time you hear this in three days, but four days as we're talking about it on January 20th, President-elect Biden will be um, inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States. Um, so I think we can go one last final podcast to try to clear some of this up and kind of talk about it. Um, so let's just, let's just lead this off. Um, who wants to take it up? Uh, kind of talking about some of the fallout. Well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to remind our listeners of where we ended last week when we decided, or when we discussed what the difference between a protest and a riot a right insurrection and and or an insurrection where did we kind of land um we'll just quickly recap what we collectively decided on i well i think i don't I think we decided on did anything. we decide on anything no because i mean we didn't decide because kind of, i maintained JM that it was con- i didn't fully agree with jm but but he had a compelling argument i listened to it i was like again s- today i was 75 percent on board with what jm said about it still being a protest and even what we saw this summer with the black lives matter stuff still being protest because uh, i mean you kind of nailed on the head with intent yeah yeah it was on target you were they were taking their actions to the they were taking their actions to the people that um affronted them uh i guess affronted them is that the best way to say um uh, the the usurpers yeah the <laughs> fucking usurpers usurpers uh, <laughs> oh man That's right. i like it better yeah <laughs> you know through bipartisan <laughs> efforts um <laughs> you guys are gonna start talking like me i swear uh we're we're all educated by the way folks well two, the two of them have a degree. question two uh, of them or, have uh, a degree quotation mark educated. yeah two of them have a degree i'm trying to finish mine this year um that's I, I guess Aaron. That's your. That's kind of the answer. Is like I, we all made our points, and I. I think I made probably the strongest argument for my point. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that, and the reason I would agree with that is because it's. It's. I think it's really tough to just say that it. As somebody that's on the opposite side, I want to condemn that sort of behavior. Right. Yeah. But also, they genuinely believe that they are exercising their right. Yeah, I mean, some of them have gone as far as, I think their lawyers are speaking a little bit, but a lot of them has gone so far as we were invited there. We were told to come here to save oh. the country. Yeah, what was the, I, I, I shot you all that article about the uh, realtor from Dallas. Yeah, who, that's, mm-hmm. and, sh- and like what she said was echoing what many of them said. Like we were here on behalf of the president. Yeah, we were told we to were come. Invited. We were instructed to to be here. Yeah. So, uh, and I've been struggling with this for two weeks. Like you know, I go back and forth with my own dad, my father in law. Like as far as like you know, RV because I have never once said like, okay, these are seditious traitors. Because I don't think their intent was to overthrow the U.S. government. I think their intent was to intimidate people into doing their 
wishes. Yeah, I had a very intense conversation. If they had overthrown the government, I don't think they would have known what the fuck to do with no. it. <laughs> so. Well, and if you read a lot of the if you read a lot of those um a lot of the conversation they have on the social media platforms, it's not about um overthrowing the government. Their intent is to a lot of the intent is to delay long enough that um martial law can be declared and that military can come in and enact yeah. uh, basically take over and enact their form of martial law there's been yeah this weird martial law fix because i guess this past week they're saying the my pillow guy showed up to the white house with a last ditch effort on how to he thought we could implement martial law because our greatest legal and military minds is my pillow ceo yeah well you know i had a very <laughs> i had a very disconcerting um conversation with a very with a family member of mine uh last week yeah last week um like prior to a couple days prior to recording last week's episode and at the end of it um this family member said you know i don't care what happens but biden will never be my president and and those were his words he goes for the next four years we have an illegal president he will not be my president and i reminded him i go you remember all those times that you made fun of the liberals for saying Trump is not my president? I go, I just want you to understand what you're saying because that's how you're going to sound to anybody that is, you know, that is on that side of the conversation. Now, granted, I said, you and I can always have the conversation. I'm not going to think any less of you. But other people sure. are going to say, like, hey, this is what you're, you're doing exactly what we did. Well, what the what the far left did, um, and well, not even the far left, just what uh, you know, a general populace, some sort of populace of the 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 left said. And I said you're doing the same thing, and you're not proving, which is the whole conservative point of, or which is one of the conservative talking points is we are better than the left, and you are not doing anything to make yourself being better than the left by saying that uh, he is not my president. And then he went as far as he goes, I, I stand by Michael Flynn and uh, <laughs> General McInerney that says we need a military, like we need military ballots. And I said, think about, think about the, per, um, think about what that entails and like the, um, the precedent it says. Well, not the precedent, but think about, um, think about the view of the administration after that, because then it becomes if, if President Trump wins the election with military oversight, then it will be it will always be construed as this was a forced election with military yeah. oversight and now this is a military regime and i go and if he loses then all you're going to do is you're going to have another talking point about well the military was in on it and the military didn't want him to win so now the fbi has to watch over it but you don't trust the fbi just like you don't trust the F, uh, nsa just like you don't trust the cia and it, it's it's a lose. Boy Scout, the Boy Scouts of America have got to oversee the election. Well, it's just Scouts of America now. Um, the, oh, he ain't go like that. Uh, no, he he absolutely does not. Uh, but this this is kind of like the whole thing. I go, you have to be very careful about like the, yeah the precedent that you're setting, but also the people like firefighters, the firefighters, the loose various nobody nobody hates firefighters or EMTs. Yeah, uh, fuck EMTs. <laughs> What <laughs> those, those ambulance those ambulance chasers? No, those are the lawyers, bro. <laughs> so well. just kind of getting back on track, that we 
I was trying to remind our listeners what we'd kind of come to a consensus on, which is to say that it's okay to protest. Um, I've, I've gone to yeah, several. The manner of your protest, it, it, like depending on what side of the political spectrum you fall on, it can either look like a riot or it can look like a protest. And um, it, 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 it it's a tough one, but I think JM made a really good point yeah, last week I of agree. just saying that it, they did it under the guise of being invited by by the current sitting president, but also on their own belief in what their American right is. So it's kind of like, uh, let's take a look at Colin Kaepernick and kneeling. I will I will stand by that in time. Like, I don't feel like he's insulting anybody. I think it's in his right. And other people think that is an affront. Like, that is just the worst fucking thing you can do is kneel during the anthem because it'll make a troop cry somewhere. See, and I don't get there. But and what I was going to finish that is like, that's how I look at the protests. So people look at last, you know, the July 6th, the Republican protests that turned into them swarming the Capitol. And yeah, yeah, January. And some people like, fuck yeah, that's that shit right there. That's the good stuff. And they'll look at anything that happened with Black Lives Matter. like, nope. That's the bad stuff. It's like they're not very different anymore. So, yeah. So that's how I see it. It's like I will stand by the right to do it. It just may not be something that I think looks good. And that's, you know, so kneeling, that shit. Like everyone's going to look at that and see through their own lens whether or not they agree there or not. But, again, like we're all jerking JM off right now. We think he gave the no, best it, No, 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 no. <laughs> And I and we I mean had a that very good, lovingly. We, like, like we had a very good conversation true. about it. It was thought out and it made a lot of sense. And yeah, and that was my intent was that whether I agree with it or whether I yes. agree it was with a very non-biased lens to look at like it is. Yeah, whether like, I agree is. with well, it was a really nice like critical way of of, of looking at it where yeah. you tried to take away the environment and you wanted to look at it just as as it is. Now, the shocking thing about it is, is that they actually stormed the U.S. Capitol, and that hasn't happened um, since yeah, 1814, again, the War of 1812, and it it is unprecedented. Could but you also, ma- the, the proliferation of information in our day and age is unprecedented. Like, we have no control over the flow of information nor is there a way for us to vet so it. i think that we can we can pretend to trust the the news media and that's 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 kind of what i i do i i just i trust that they're doing due diligence but even the new york times or even like your npr or your cnn they'll come out and they'll say we reported this and we we reported it in error so i wanted to go back because you used a word that the people are using a lot recently which is unprecedented and i think that word is getting thrown around a lot without um i don't know context proper use do you, do you want to break do you want to break down what precedent yeah is? because uh, there is nothing that is anything that is new is unprecedented like really because if there is not if there is not a basis behind it then it's unprecedented when um, let's, let's go, let's go into sports, right? So when, when 20 to 30 MLB teams start shifting three infielders between first and second base and leaving one guy between second and third base for power bats, like um, for power lefties um, or when they, when they load up the left side for a power righty, like Aaron judge or Giancarlo Stanton or somebody like that, it's unprecedented because this is not the norm. 
And then guess what happens after about 15 games into the season? Everybody's doing it. They may not shift at all the same time, but a precedent has been set of this is how we're going to play the game now. Um, Soccer. You know, soccer is a, by the rules, soccer is a no-contact sport, period, whatsoever. But you can still tackle. Yeah, but there can be, it can be ball only. Yeah. It can be ball only. It's ball only, and then intent comes into play. A lot of but there's an, it's a no contact sport. You're supposed to call. You're supposed to get called a foul if you're running down. The, if you're running down and you touch another person, like it is a no contact yeah, sport. If my shoulder would to cause you to change course of direction, like they should be calling. Uh, you look at the ball, when the ball goes out of when the ball goes out of bounds. You know how many steps do they take before they throw before they throw the ball? Like so, all, at some point during the game, everybody started doing this and they set a precedent. So, yes, what happened on January 6th may have been unprecedented, but the precedent has been set that now this is a course of action, whether it may be maybe 10 or 15% justifiable. It's not 100% justifiable, um, but now there has been a precedent set that said, hey, they did this once, we can do it now. Just like contesting. Well, the problem that I see now is that the precedent that I see and it, I don't know if there's going to be another time, and I'm sure it will happen. I just don't know if it's going to be the norm. What I'm afraid of the precedent being is just the prolific, uh, the proliferation of ideas that are not researched or they're not founded. Well, I mean, the anti-vax that's, that's my the anti-vax movement's been going yeah. on for how long? The flat Earth movement's been going on for how long? Um, I mean, that, that's all the fault of the internet. The fact that we can just exchange ideas so fast, it's unchecked which is a whole other issue we could talk about this week. I'm talking about to be I'm talking about like dangerous actionable precedents that are being set. And in one of them that I don't think something I think something extreme is going to have to change between President Biden um let's say he only gets a four-year term but between his term and I would probably say the next 3 to 4 presidents of impeachment not happening every president now. Or at least a call for impeachment. Now that the Democrats, w- yeah, now that the that. Democrats control the House and the Senate, um, and President Trump has been impeached for a second time as of Wednesday, um, or t- Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it was. Um, but I would be not be surprised if a call for President Biden's impeachment doesn't happen within the they, first month. Lauren. Lauren Bobbert from Colorado has already said she's going to file articles of impeachment on day so one. So, th- but that's the there has been a precedent set by, and that's going to be her first thing she does as a congresswoman, it, other than giving tours to the uh, the protesters the day before the uh, protest. Yeah, and um, you know the Democrats set a precedent by uh, by impeaching for a fraudulent election. So now you have um, yeah, or just like immediately starting someone's presidency with fraud, like fraud investigations, so it, yeah. essentially. Hey guys, uh, I just I realized that we're it's not, not that talk- we're short on time, but I I kind of wanted to keep it on topic. Oh okay, fair. Um, it, do you do you feel like you want to wrap up anything as far as ideas go here? Because I just realized that we. I have one closing thought before we get to the actual topic. Please, please. How funny would have been. If the million <laughs> woman march with all like the pink pussy hats had stormed Congress, just pink hats everywhere, all up in that bitch in Nancy Pelosi's office, 
just pink hats everywhere. Well, that's a good uh, point. Like, would the, Demo- kind of <laughs> <turned. laughs> the Democrats, are, you know, would Nancy Pelosi have stood by them at that point? That was the because, like, okay, so they had the the Million Woman March, the first week of Trump's presidency. I want to oh, say. Oh God, no! I, I, it was like within that. the first couple months. I don't think it was the first week. Yeah, like it it happened like immediately. I don't know. That that was my closing thoughts. Just like I just I keep thinking about all those pink hats swarming Congress. <laughs> so, for anybody that's still listening to us, ramble on here. Um, we're we're talking about the protests. Uh, like we're we're going to call it the protests that happened. Um, CNN and PR they're reporting it as an insurrection. Um, and <laughs> yes. we're talking about sedition the and insurrection. Right. Sorry, I just had to burp. Um, yeah, so this past week. So what is week, the what, – what happened afterwards? It's been it's been funny. So, like, uh, there's a great clip that's been ra- on on Twitter, like, as all these arrests are happening between people's homes, between the airports, people getting kicked off flights, shit like that. They paired it with the uh, – uh, the. Derek and the Dominoes, Layla Coda, you know, the piano outro for Layla set to all these people getting arrested like it's the end of Goodfellas, which is great. And that's kind of what it's been. It's just been a series of arrests. There are Instagram and Twitter accounts solely dedicated to flashing pictures of people in the protest and trying to identify them. And it's been a fucking week to uh, own a cell phone and go on to federal property. That's for sure. There was a – I saw a pretty good TikTok. There's a guy who they, they busted him, and he was wearing his fucking, like, ID badge for work. So they ID'd him, like, oh, I can zoom in. You work for so-and-so, some bullshit, like, telemarketing company. And they are like, go through and eliminate, like, who he was. Like, yeah, he's some some, some dead-eyed – and frill, dead-eyed, dead-eyed, dead-eyed moron. For his work badge to the protest. There was a uh, there was a TikTok or an Instagram or a Facebook Live video. I can't remember what it was. I saw it on Reddit, so I don't know what the platform was that he recorded it on. But it was a gentleman who works IT and who um, had at some point worked on the infrastructure of the Capitol. So the Capitol has a lot of underground facilities. And he's explaining that because they're basement facilities and they still need um, they still need cellular phone access and all kinds of network access, that there is a souped up cellular network infrastructure inside the Capitol. Um, and because of that, they have nothing but tower pings. Yeah, they have tower pings and they have <laughs> GPS logging and they have Bluetooth logging capabilities. Um, so he's explaining, he goes, if you if you were at the Capitol period, even standing on the grounds, there's a good chance that your phone pinged off of one of those infrastructures set up inside the basement. He goes, if you are inside the Capitol, it is almost 100% that your cell phone either pinged that or it captured your GPS location or it grabbed your Bluetooth off of that. He goes, if you think that the government doesn't have all your data, like all exactly know exactly who was there and who wasn't. He goes, "You're wrong." <laughs> and to think they're worried about the, they're worried about the government putting a chip in them in the COVID COVID vaccine. Uh-oh. All they do is bring their fucking phones to the Capitol as they storm. Yeah, it. these guys going to be in for a rude awakening when uh, the FBI is knocking at their back door because of this shit. 
And I guess oh, they anyone... will knock at the back door, dude. They're gonna fucking breach it. Oh hell yeah! A lot of the arrests I've seen were actually pretty. Breaching the back door is gonna come if any of them are sentenced. Well, I, a lot of the arrests I've seen have actually been pretty. Um, like other than the people who threw <laughs> threw a fit getting off the airplanes. Did y'all watch any of those videos? There's a compilation on YouTube. I can send y'all. So of people getting arrested, I disembarking. I saw different things on that. Like some people are saying that that was for not wearing masks, not necessarily for the protest. Uh, I so a couple ones I saw were like people that were okay. that were post protest, uh, but they're disembarking gotcha. their flights from DC and getting arrested on the air, uh, getting arrested on uh, like basically exiting the airplane and it is wonderful the fbi is just sitting there or like local sheriffs are sitting there waiting for them to take them into custody and hold for the fbi and at this point anyone that like we were like clowning on last week like all the big like high profile photos we saw all those guys have been arrested at this point some of them are like have definitely like turned over state evidence and shit already like they've they've they flipped pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, so we didn't talk about him last week, but you've got a note up here about uh, Jacob Chance, uh, Jacob Chansley. Um, Jacob Chansley's the horn, the horn, and oh, you're you're talking about the uh, you're talking about the costume, yeah, guy. the Minotaur. Uh, like the the no, he's the he's yeah, he's the, the shaman. QAnon shaman. He's actually what his QAnon name is. Shaman. Like he goes by Q and uh, everybody knows him as Q shaman in the uh, circle. Um, but the big joke was that the big joke was that. <laughs> I don't know if it, so he's on like an all organic vegan diet and um he told the he told the uh well let's back up he apparently he called the FBI and turned himself in um which is weird so like any you know you always see rumors like he was he was Antifa he was not MAGA and like that one's like eh maybe he's a plant well, but he's like well documented. I don't think he is, but I'm just yeah. yeah he's well like, documented uh, a lot of QAnon stuff. Uh, he's gone to like every protest Arizona's put on since March. Aaron, did you follow any of that? Um, like about this dude? <laughs> I just I followed it because there was a number of like other military veterans that were associated with it. Like Lots. one woman was resigning her commission because she returned from. I'm going to, I've got a personal feeling about it. I'm going to call it an insurrection. She returned from the insurrection. She um, had to resign her commission over adverse actions, according to the UCMJ. That's the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And Ooh. she's like a, Which a one psychological operations oh. officer. Oh, is this a PSYOPs? And you said this is PSYOPs? She's a PSYOPs officer. She's, so, so JM's neighbor. She's actually here. Yeah, Fort Bragg. <laughs> well, she's in Pinehurst, Southern Pinehurst. Well, no, no, yeah. but she's, she's on Pope Army Airfield. Oh, correct. Pinehurst is that big-ass, like, Green Beret training ground, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's well. It's Camp McCall, but uh, Pinehurst is right next to it. Like, yeah. if you wander off the land now, of course, you might wander off into either somebody's private hunting land or golf. Course. So she'd actually been arrested several times. Uh, she was so she got in trouble a couple times for breaking lockdown procedures. Um, she, what else did she get in trouble for? She got in trouble for. So she spent like the last seven months of her military career just like fucking getting arrested. Well, she was anti-COVID, so she was doing a lot of she was doing a lot of um, maskless protest, uh, whatever you want to call them, super spreader events. Um, she 
she organized a group to go up to DC. Like it wasn't just her. She actually organized a group to go up to DC. Now I don't. I'm for, not for last week. Yeah, yeah, for on the sixth. Um, she but she had been in trouble, and had several civilian arrests going into the sixth. Okay, so and so she was a captain. So like four to six years in, probably. Yeah. Like, she was 30 years old. Like, she's pretty young, like, just kind of coming into, like, really the best years of her career. Oh, she like, was probably. So ever she was probably like, like a senior the captain then. Oh, senior yeah, captain. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she was looking at, like, going Major. into a, a staff operation. Yeah, she's, if you're talking, she's 30 years old and she's a captain. She's probably been in, like, six to. Six to eight Six years. To eight years right? I don't know if that's true. It depends on how long your your post uh, ROTC training goes, because a lot of the guys that we picked up, or she's um, OCS. A lot of the they were second lieutenants, but they were months away from being first lieutenants. Yeah, but, but you they, still don't pin captain before they were sitting like at twenty six or twenty. Yeah, but you still don't pin like even psyops is a fast progression. But you probably still not make a major before like six to six years, six to eight years. Here, uh, and it's you great to talk about military rank and, and like in your career progression. But what is that? No, it means she was. What does a captain? What What is the important? What is important? So she's in, well in psyops. It's a little bit different. She's probably not a company commander um, in psyops. In psyops, she's probably an XO. Probably more like an operator. Not not in the terms of kicking. No, doors she's open, probably you know yeah. She's she, no, but they still do. Yeah, things. she's either yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But what is she's that either operational, uh, which means she's out on the battlefield. Uh, giving information and misinformation to our adversaries to sway opinion basically in the in the favor. But doesn't it make it seem so strange she's also queued on? I'm just conspiracying over here. No, uh, b- but it's completely in line with it's, like it's troublesome because again, she has a college she education, also has a, so she knows how to do she research. She also has a top and secret it's like the research shows something. And she knows how to spread misinformation and she's taking part in what some consider to be a Russian misinformation campaign. Well, she also she also holds a top secret clearance, and that's the other worrying thing is that yeah. she's going to hold a top secret clearance. I don't think it's going to be an SCI. It may be an SCI as uh, a compartmentalized information, uh, which is your top clearance next to like nuclear. Um, but Dude, that'd be dope. she, yeah, she holds a top secret clearance, and as somebody who is validated for a top secret clearance, those are not easy to get. And they are very easy to lose. And if you do, like, if you do anything kind of dumb, so the fact that the fact that she still had a job with psyops after however many, however many arrests, I bet her she had to have like a review pending or some shit. Yeah, it wouldn't be. But these are the they people comb my da- they comb my yeah, dad. I, I had a very minor drinking incident, and uh, my my security clearance wasn't revoked, but it was on hold. So it was like when I was trying to clear. Uh, basically, and for our listeners, you have to go through like two weeks of preparation before you go overseas to go to the war, um, and you have to go to basically like a a security clearance where they review your your clearance uh, just in case you handle just in case an afghani would would capture you and could hold it against you yeah but i mean we don't know shit yeah i don't it's it's disconcerting because that one that one's pretty high high profile i mean you've seen she was active duty an officer we've seen a lot of veterans we've seen it's not that she's just active duty she's police she's active duty in the joint special operations command working psychological operations 
She holds a yeah. top secret clearance, and she's standing alongside people who want the military to oversee elections. But the military and is so there sh- acting on already there acting with you. And so did she she made it into the Capitol like she has had photos like that. I don't know down there and all that shit or they like they're just able to grab her as being part of it. Um, That one. I don't know. Aaron. Yeah, I think they grabbed her for being part of it. But um, <clears throat> going back to the QAnon shaman, uh, <laughs> this, this another veteran clown served for about two months in the Navy. That's it. And, and the reason he was discharged is because he refused to take his vaccination. <sighs> what, did it say which vaccination? It, it's going to be something stupid, like like his smallpox or his... Because he, obviously, he got all the shit they they shove into in basic. So that had been, like, one of the weird ones, like an anthrax or smallpox, like he said. Yeah, I don't, that one I don't know, because they're even telling us right now that the COVID vaccination is optional. Like we don't have to go get the COVID. So this is one of these that is, it's going to be a mandatory one. This is going to be like a flu vaccine. This is going to be uh, smallpox. This is going to be, are you telling me Trump doesn't respect the troops? <laughs> We're all just suckers. No, they're all suckers and losers. We're all suckers and losers. Suckers and losers. Well, actually, no, only the dead ones are suckers and losers. The rest of us are okay. Yeah. He doesn't Fuck like the ones guy. that get caught. Yeah. Sorry. Like I, I I don't I don't like to play bipartisan, but like seriously, <laughs> fuck that guy. It's okay, but you know that's why Aaron? we that's why we do this instead of going to um therapy. To that no, old I still to have that a old therapist. to that old bastard's bastard's last week in office, prost. <laughs> oh, are we are we ripping another Oh, shot? let's yeah, that one deserves it. I'll have to go pour up another one no, here in a minute. I'll wait. I've only got the beer. Um, but goddamn. <sighs> I never told you guys a story, but I think it's it actually I think it's actually pretty good. So I joined the army in September or October of two thousand eight. Uh that's the year that Barack Obama was elected. And come inauguration day, I'm still in one station unit training that's OSIT for all of you veterans. And for everybody else, that's just extended basic training for being an infantryman. Um, Now, come January 20th, Barack Obama is now the commander-in-chief. And there was still this beautiful portrait of George W. And I walked up to the drill sergeant. He's like, hey, uh, drill sergeant, um, Barack Obama was elected president. Why why do we still have uh, George W. up there? He smoked the shit out of me. I did so many push-ups. <laughs> He's like, you piece of shit. Go get a picture of the fucking president. More push-ups. Go, 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 That's go. That's a good <laughs> drill voice. I did so many push-ups for Barack Obama. I wrote him a fucking letter a couple years later. He never returned oh. the letter. Oh, fuck, fuck that. You fuck <laughs> Obama. You did like, you did like eight, eight million push-ups. They couldn't even write you back? Fuck Obama. Those eight Thanks, bro. Those eight Thanks million Obama. push-ups were for him. <laughs> look, look, I didn't even vote for you. I voted for the other guy. And I still did push-ups for you. I was just reminding everybody what their civic duty that was, to recognize the commander-in-chief. I don't care. Wasn't that the oh, McCain? Man. Wasn't that the McCain? So you voted, wasn't that the McCain? You voted Palin? McCain Palin. You voted for Sarah Palin. She's a MILF. 
no, 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 no. That was uh, oh no. That, that was, was McCain. Uh, that, that was, was McCain Palin because next year was no. I I didn't vote that year. I the next year that I voted, I I voted for the guy Mitt Romney. Utah. Romney. Yeah, I was a Romney guy. Who's Romney's VP? I don't even fucking remember. Uh, Romney and Bob Dole. No, it was not. Maybe I'm just kidding. no. It, was, it was Romney and um. Fuck, who was that? Oh, it was. I can think of his name. It's not good that no one remembered. Uh, Paul Ryan, Romney Ryan. I knew it was another R. Oh, it was Paul Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, that sack of shit was like forty years old and decided to like <laughs> drop out of Congress because he didn't want to like serve under Trump. Well, I mean that's pretty commendable. Uh, oh, he could hold on, hold on. He could have been like the further, voice of dissent. Where, where are we? Where are we? We're we're, we're about we're we're, we're about an today. hour. We're okay, about an I hour know, in, and Sorry. we're uh, we're having a good time. That's where we're at. <laughs> okay, well. But I don't have work tomorrow. I, I don't have work tomorrow. Going back and you know, you know, call all people that worship Islam just oh. Arabs, yeah, which yeah. is completely what incorrect. is tomorrow. By the way, and it is the observation so of Martin Luther King's birthday. Ooh, MLK yeah. Day. It is the observation who the F who the FBI killed. <laughs> just saying <laughs> facts here. Just saying facts. Oh man, <laughs> that is not a fact. Whoa, that's it's pretty close to being a fact. <laughs> JM. What? <laughs> I don't know. Can you rain this? No, he was a plant. Not. Um, no, there's no. <laughs> obviously, you have never listened to. If obviously you have never listened to an episode of Pretty Little Loggers, like season one, about episode four or something like that, where we just off the rails. <laughs> no, I've listened to it. I, I think I did about three or four episodes, and it's like, guys, <laughs> I tried watching the show. I and Brokop still hard. does not uh, make sense. I love Brokop. <laughs> Cody's team Brokop. <laughs> Brokop's the only thing that keeps me watching that show. Brokop's in for a while, so we gotta. We also gotta figure out how to how to work on uh, <laughs> how to work on season three. Oh, yeah. So this past week we saw uh, everyone notable got arrested. Like Big O, the guy with his feet on fucking Pelosi's desk. He's arrested. Handsome guy of the doctor wife. He's shit. He's in the can. But like those are both guys that were noted for their beards. But when they were arrested, they shaved. Yeah, as if like they were gonna blend into the background. I guess. So um, I actually read a really good article on um, where did it come across? I think it was just on my Google they feed sh- about Bumbler reinstated their political preference um, inside their matchmaking algorithm uh, because of the January sixth. Uh, protest. Oh. So they didn't. Well, they wanted to make sure like people were matching with the correct people and not somebody who was at the protest. Speaking of that, I saw I think on Hinge or Bumble, one of those. Uh, they a lot of people were like matching up with MAGA people on purpose and then turning them and in. If they and if they had like pictures or they bragged about being there, they were turning their shit over to the FBI. Yeah, I did see. I saw a Reddit post about that where uh, just like just big like I hope it's Bumble because then like the term honeypot well, really plays and, in. Uh, oh, you know? that's good. Um, <laughs> just a bunch of Bumble honeypots. Yeah, on the uh, on the Tinder <laughs> subreddit, uh, a girl had said that I swapped my I swapped my. Um, no, I guess yeah. Well, Tinder subreddit covers all the dating apps. 
So she did the same thing on Bumble. She was like, yeah, I swapped over. And it's like, and she's screenshotting conversations she's having with people. Because I guess it's people like in D.C. and Maryland, especially. D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and then uh, like southeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the easily drivable. Well, and then all your major metropolitan areas, too. Uh, Not everyone has private jet access. Yeah, uh, but all your major metropolitan areas, too. So like, hey, I'm in Dallas or Seattle or L.A. or New York, and uh, people are swapping over to um to republican and like basically making their bio super hardcore rep, uh, like pro trump bio stuff and <laughs> i feel like i feel like as a girl all you have to do is like put an american flag emoji and like every maga guy be like oh hell yeah she's one of me the usa like a, a, a confederate all it would take is like a little usa flag t- take and, like, one picture that's, that's in a confederate flag bikini and you've got all the then you've got all the Covidiots, you've got all the Trumpians, you've got all the the maggots on there, which is how I'm referring to them. It's the maggots. Yeah, M a g a t t s maggots. Magla like it. Maglodons. Okay, so one last question about these arrests: Does QAnon survive? Biden becoming president because that's the big theory is like QAnon swore up and down that Trump gets second term and that's when the great storm happens that's when all those Hollywood child molesters are going to jail finally George Soros so so if Biden is instated into office on what is it Thursday Thursday the 20th I guess Wednesday Wednesday if he's put up on Wednesday does QAnon crumble or do they just like sh- pivot? It's like, well, we really meant Trump 2024. That's what we meant. Because <laughs> the cobble of pedophiles has to get stronger before it can get weaker. Duh. I say two years. I say we still hear from Q until 2023. Because I feel like the populist movement shifted from Tea Party under Obama to QAnon Trump and like the culture got a lot fucking weirder once it's QAnon. So like what could possibly pop under Biden that's gonna take the cake of that? Well you got Hunter Biden, which they're gonna go after Hunter Biden super hard. Period. And his ties to Ukraine. Yeah. Like that's gonna be forefront of the news. Um you're gonna have the um you're gonna have national debt at the forefront of the news and what the national debt's going to be used oh, for. Oh, because they care about that yeah. again. What national debt's going to be used for, especially if it's going to anywhere in the Middle East that is not Israel. Oh, that's going to be fucking horseshit because we've sent so much money to Saudi Arabia and Qatar and all those other places we did the sweetheart deals for na- recognizing Israel. That's, oh, that's going to be um, And then you're going to have a, this is just my prediction, that you're going to have a resurrection what's the conspiracy gonna be well the conspiracy is that well so with sending money to anyone who supported israel is going to be a super anti-semitic um narrative something along the lines of we are feeding the jew media and okay and this is good george i'm glad you said jew this time (laughs) no this is the narrative right so this is what we're going to be hearing (laughs) and not cody in his (laughs) anti-semitic ways so Alleged. So you're going to be, you know, that the Biden presidency is 
uh, is funding a Jewish media state, which is already taken over. Um, George Soros is backing all of this, even though he turned in, even though he used to turn in um, Jewish personnel to the Nazis. Um, and then we're going to get into basically a middle. That's just how you played Pokemon Go back then. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> And there's this one. That was pretty good. That was good. And then you're going to get into a basically a Middle Eastern version of Fast and the Furious. The Obama scandal. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, okay, because I'm all on board for some like Eastern European knockoff version of The Rock and Vin Diesel no. like going to space. No. Give me that. Give me some fucked up Eastern European quasi-Russian movie where they drive race cars in space. I want no, that. We're gonna get into it. We have to undermine U.S. election <laughs> by going to the moon. <laughs> oh, this is like an, uh, this is like Goldfinger. This is a Bond episode. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think you're gonna get into some kind of Middle Eastern uh, Fast and the Furious scandal, and uh, you're gonna hear a lot more about, and then probably Benghazi is gonna come back up, and you're going to take. They're probably going to take a lot more notion into the Russian... Benghazi's coming back? Jesus, we finally put that there. And bed. then you're going to get into... These are all predictions, right? And then you're going to get into Ugh. a lot of the Russian... Um, Russian... Uh, what was it called? The w w They put out hits on American soldiers. The bounties. Oh, we're going right. to care about that yeah. now? So basically everything that should have been an issue under this administration is now going to be an issue under the Biden administration because Biden is not doing anything about it because President Trump should have done something about it. Oh, and the caravans are coming back. That's already happening. Yeah, sure. Ugh. Okay. I think what makes me nervous, and it's it's not about how long QAnon sticks around, it's that the idea that we can just make things up watch the news and make these really broad-based coincidences or yeah. assumptions, I think that's going to continue. Whether or not it's under the QAnon conspiracy theory... It'll be a new one, right? Else. And it's like, you know, would it be great? It'd be great if Mel Gibson came back and the conspiracy theory gets solved and whatever. But I just, I don't know if anything's really going to change. I, th I think Q's actually um, going to get more footing. And, and this really goes back to what we talked about last week where we can use Twitter or we can use the YouTubes or we can use whatever to kind of just make our ideas propagate. So the media industry has a bear to tackle in the coming years because we have to figure out how to curb misinformation and encourage um, education, really. And... There's there's no amount of like posting a picture of what a trusted news source looks like, so that you can vet <coughs> based off of a news organization's kind of like ideological drive or thrust. Political, um, I would say not even ideological. I think it's going to be like a news organization's political uh, focus. Yeah, so last week it, I, I tried to steer away from saying insurrection and just... But that's your opinion. Like, 
you're not the news. We're not well, a. Cr- well, I feel okay calling it. We're that not now, accredited right? news. But last week, I was just trying to figure out what it was. Sure, yeah. Like, like I, I have my opinion of what it was. I think, quite frankly, JM's is probably the most true to form where it is. Somebody's patriarch duty to to go tear up the Capitol. I, I think that's pretty on point. But also, I know how I feel about it. And I know how I yeah, look yeah. at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 why this is discussion, right? We're not purporting ourselves as a new source. We are purporting ourselves as di- nor are we trying to say three guys that drink beer and hang out and we and talk try about to the news. and we yeah, try to figure we're out not the truth sayers either. Like we're not here to tell you how to think, anyone how to. Yeah, think. we're just trying to figure out what it means to us, to the country, to whatever, and give you know, give our give our listeners our perspective and. Whether they agree with it or not, then, you know, they can respond to it however they want. Uh, because we've had people reach out and go, you guys are fucking morons. Um, it's happened. And it happened in the other podcast quite a bit. Yeah. So I know we have a sec. We, we have a third topic, but I think let's kind of continue this a little bit. So now we're talking about, like, Aaron brought up a good point. Just, um, you know, Twitter and YouTube and how we're going to fight dis- dif- disinformation. I kind of have the sense that so Twitter went fucking like I hate I'm not going to use their terms. Twitter went went very swung. Damn it. I can't think of the right word. Twitter hit hard last week on a lot of accounts that uh, they didn't agree with. Or not, or like they fell inside of the riot or the protest or the insurrection. So Trump's gone, Flynn's gone, countless other people are being slammed with like a ban hammer, and there's a big. We talked about last week of two thirty. Where do we see the First Amendment being really like looked at as far as what social media is under this next? Uh, maybe Biden's not going to push it, but do you think? Republicans in Congress are going to push for a broadening definition of the First Amendment. Uh, a broadening definition? Because the First Amendment is a very... Bro- a more broad definition. Uh, not necessarily the First Amendment, but like how to include your speech on social media no, that, but, under it. No, but, meaning you can't ban No, but that's what Section 230 is, and, it, and you got it backwards, because I mentioned last week that uh, Biden in January of 2020 supported the full repeal of Section 230 of the communications act but is he gonna is he gonna feel that way in 2021 well i don't know because that's what i'm getting at like what do what what change what do you think i think we could see broad sweeping changes where all of a sudden social media is just going to be a free-for-all because we're gonna do this wild recorrection or overcorrection dude i don't know because i think that i think what we're going to find is um we're gonna keep be, going be, down the band no, be, wha- the the band train for a while, but it's gonna swing. No, I, I think what's gonna happen is because now that you have a purely purely Democrat um, executive office and legislative office, um, that you're going to see social media become like a left echo chamber. That you're not going to be able to get on Facebook without seeing fewer and fewer and fewer posts that aren't censored, that aren't fact checked, 
um, because now is that because their grandparents are going to die of COVID or because they're going to be kicked off? No, Facebook? because we're like people are going to people are going to get away from these platforms because they're tired of a fact check pop, popping up on top of their pictures and on top of their memes and you know. So you're going to have to go seek out niche platforms like. Well, I guess Gab because Parler is still kind of gone. Isn't uh, Parler it? is gone. Yeah, Parler's AWS pulled their services until Parler gets up their own servers. I think Gab yeah, Gab is, is still well. Going. Gab's still going because they have their own servers. Parler used. Uh, I got on to Gab yesterday and I was fucking terrified. It's so scary. It's it's it, it's so 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 um, scary. But that's you know, and, and we talked. We had a whole conversation about precedent earlier, and the precedent has been set that these companies can manage the information that is shared through their through their platforms and i think that you're going to see twitter um i i could see twitter that sounds yeah, like Fayetteville. train that's uh, a block so i have a train yep. that's on like a block nor a block west of me and a block east of me i'm right mm. between the two train tracks uh the, the 10 11 of dc uh can I ask you a quick uh, a question, real quick? Um, we recognize the problem when we see it, but I think we're maybe not asking the right question right now. So Probably. we know that people turn into echo chambers with their own belief systems. How do we start getting people to think a little bit more critically? Because by no means do I, as a guy that a lot of people don't want to. Votes Democratic. Like, like, how do I... How do I get away from just sort of what my party ideology is? For how do we get away from Gab or how do we get away from QAnon or Antifa? How do we get back to just maybe... God, I don't know how to ask this question. How do we break? How do we no, break out of our own here. echo chambers and consume enough media that challenges what we're thinking to give us critical thought? You have to be like coherent enough to know. You have to actively do that. So for me, like on Twitter, I don't fucking like them, but I follow John Cornyn, Ted Cruz, because those are my senators on Twitter. I also, if there's some like firebrand right winger congressmen that they're electing i'll follow them i i, I want to get a good grasp on what they're saying and i have found myself every now and then you're like okay that wasn't fucking crazy she has a point or he has a point so like i do try to find you know sources just to balance it because you know otherwise i like i you know you're just you're just having a a, a masturbatory session on twitter where everyone's saying what you like and you're getting off to it. You need to have some bumps in the road to make you like, wait, what the fuck did I just read? And like, that's going to spur you to go other places. That's what the, I the do. The last thing I want to be is like the guy that kind of buys into like just the one view. Like yeah. I'm not a fucking snowflake, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's this whole kind of archetype Well, for... None of us, my fit friends into that are a, a GOP guy, but like they, they look down on me for engaging in this type of conversation. But I still shoot guns. I still like to drive, you know, motorcycles or drive like muscle cars. 
Yeah, all yeah, three of us, um, all three of us look like poster boys for a Republican Party, but we're not necessarily that. I mean, that's th- when. So I think you know. I think the better question earlier is is we kind of asked about like what happens. Um, to to QAnon or what happens um, post Biden presidency? I think the the better question to ask, uh, and I I know that we're running short on time, but I think the better question to ask is. How does the Republican Party? How do they reform? Yeah. How do they get back to a place where they can actually hold a constituency? Um, how can they perform? Do they stick that? to Trump or do no. they try to? No, pivot? no, absolutely. Well, not. I don't think Trumpism so, works anymore. I, I just, so I don't, I didn't see Trumpism working. The same reason four years ago, I didn't see it working it eight didn't. years ago or seven years ago when JM and I were in Korea together. It's like I ran into this Canadian woman and she asked me about Trump running for presidency. I was like, I laughed. Oh, I did too. Uh, there's I like, no, there's I remember no watching way. the debates when I was sitting in Romania and I go, there's no way this guy, no one, like, there's no way this guy happen. wins the election. But I think what, I think what this election did was prove that the same reason that you, ca- that, uh, Bernie Sanders is has not been the Democratic candidate for two elections in a row. The same reason I don't think AOC is ever going to be a Democratic candidate is the same reason that that uh, President Trump lost this election is that the GOP has got to go back to a more not they can't go radical they can't go extreme conservative on this just like Bernie Sanders is never going to get it because the moderate the moderate base of the left does not want a huge socialist uh, platform. The moderate base of the Republican or the undecided base does not want an extreme conservative platform, and so you cannot. I can tell you they prob they probably want a guy that can they know for a fact can be in there for eight so years. So like Ted Cruz, that's got motivating. Ted factors. Cruz is never going to be president now. Like it, Ted Cruz is never going to get that. Ted Cruz is never going to get that moderate undecided him vote. Ho- um, him and Holly just shot themselves in the dick now. Last uh, week. Pr- now Pence. Let me ask you Pence guys a could have a like, very good I, chance. I think at every this. one of us kind of works in some sort of regard in in a corporate environment, and I think that for me, I have like these very like low end goals where I just kind of like want to secure like a really decent retirement. Could you imagine being the guy that became a senator and was like, you know what I want? I want fucking more. That's all they want. <laughs> like I, like I, well, I can't imagine it. It's like I know what Ted I Gru- want. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz wants to be president so fucking bad. Like he thinks he want he in his mind, he thinks he is the second coming of Ronald so, Reagan. If only the American people would just. And he see thinks it. in. It, and he thinks that, and this is this is kind of this is directly to Aaron's point. So he thinks he is the voice of the GOP, but he is not the voice of the GOP. He is the voice of Q and the fringe right. The voice of the now the voice yeah. of the GOP is actually going to be somebody like uh, is actually going to be somebody like Pence. You know, with his refusal to abide by the president's rule, so all he did was alienate the far right and the people that were hardline conservatives, but. And all he had to do was just say, that's not constitutional. I'm going to do what's in my But job I guarantee role. you, anybody that was moderate and anybody that was undecided or has who has conservative tendencies, I'll tell you right now that, like, as much as I don't agree with... Um, They're like, thank God someone with some sense. As much as I don't agree with um, 
religion and politics, and we've discussed this at length about how religion does not, your personal religion does not belong in politics at all. Um, but if they put him up against somebody like AOC, I'm going to say that, like, I, and I'll go on record, that Pence would probably actually get my vote in that case. Um, and I know I'm a, because I know I am left of the line. I'm not a, I'm not a moderate liberal by any means. Um, I'm definitely Democrat. But in something like that, like that's enough to sway my vote going, you know what? He stood up and he actually defended the Constitution in this point. He defended the legality. And so any, uh, except for Lindsey Graham, there was a handful of people in there that I go, you know what? You were moderate enough. You are like you – they would get – it's enough to swing somebody like my vote. And I think that's what the GOP does. We'll see. I think they kind of, they missed an opportunity. It was years back, but um, the like, w- but years back with wh- whom? With Romney or with? No, it, it, I don't remember the details anymore. But the it, it goes like this: Obama's elected president. The Republican Party is like devastated. Well, because we just come um, off of eight years of Bush. This, who, according to right like now, according to a lot of my conservative friends, was a Democrat, anyways. What? Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, the hardliner Republicans think that Bush was the guy who spoke to the American people said he like prays every night. Was yeah, a so a lot of the hardlining, hardlining Republicans and getting into that alt right fringe right, uh, they think that Bush was basically a Democrat. Good God. I'll take another George Bush. Uh, waterboarding. Nowadays, know. yeah. We'd take a Bush all day. I'm sorry, guys. I do not yeah, enhanced interrogation techniques. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would try it. <laughs> I Look, look. I was in the Army. I've had enough torture. Oh, I'm sorry. Where were you? So you said back in the, you, back in the uh, Obama days. When? Okay, so what I was going to say is that... Um, this American Life did a story, and they basically did kind of a review of what happened uh, to the Republican Party after Obama took the took the office, and 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 basically there was a restaurant in D.C. that uh, the Republicans were meeting at, and they were like coming back, and they were like, "How do we revise our strategy?" And some Republicans um, suggested that maybe we should. Rethink our immigration reform because we want to control the House, the Senate, and, and the executive. And it just never really materialized. And what did materialize is kind of this I don't even know what to call it. I, Reactionaryism? I, maybe, maybe. Like, I, I think of the wall and I think of Trump, and I just don't think of the Republican Party being the Trump, right? Or the wall or whatever. So it's – I just – I don't know what happened, and it's – I think it's worth – Well, look at the candidate Look at the I candidate they put up to uh, run against uh, Obama in 2007 uh, general election because you had McCain and Palin. Now, Palin shot the – shot so. uh, Palin shot that campaign in the foot. Uh, she did. She was but she was completely Palin, unqualified for a job of vice presidency, but John McCain. But there's so many people out there who were excited by Palin, and they wanted something like that in twelve. But we gave them lukewarm Ryan and Romney, 
and that's how you get a Trump. Well, but, like, no, no, but we want John McCain. That crazy John shit. McCain became a hero of the left. Like John McCain yes. became the like actual bipartisan uh, politician that you want. Boehner. Yeah, and that John you Boehner. wanted to see. Yeah. Um, and that's mm-hmm. you know Justice Roberts. Trump thought he was going to get a win with Roberts in there. Um, but what? Yeah, Roberts was Trump's nomination, right? No, no, no. He's had Gorsuch, uh, Comey, Barrett, and, and uh, Kavanaugh. Um, Kavanaugh, but Burt. Yeah, Burt. Uh, but um, yeah, Mitt. I'm uh, sorry, Mitt Romney. Uh, John McCain became a hero of the left, and he became this like perfect bipartisan, or to use Cody's word, the bipartisan politician that was willing to stand on Thank party you. lines. <laughs> And That's reach correct. across the aisle and work across this stuff. And he, like, the GOP had an amazing candidate there. Um, and you need another Boehner. You need another John McCain because you need to swing votes like mine. You need to swing these moderate, these undecided, and these sli- in these hardliners and go, you know what? Yeah. Because that's exactly what the Democrats did this this year was they said we cannot win of, with we oh, cannot win with Bernie Sanders. We're never going to get these middle of the road votes that we need. And so we pull over the middle of the road votes with uh Biden. Now, there was a risk there because he was attached to Obama. Fucking well, but because he was attached to Obama and then because of his attachment to Kamala Harris. But like that's what the GOP is going to have to do. They're going to have to pick. They're going to have to pick a president for four years, effectively four to eight years, and they can let him be a moderate for two of those, and then let him be more, more liberal for the last two, in hopes for a reelection. Or they let yeah. him be moderate for three years, win the win the reelection, and then become more liberal for the last four. I don't see a world where Biden is president at eighty six. <laughs> no, I don't. Dumb. I don't know that the Democrats. I don't know that the Democratic Party is going to. It depends. On, it, I wish him. It health. depends. I, w- I wish him health, longevity, but man, that's just a scary thing thinking of an eighty six year old president. But he'd be going out at that point. Well, but still, I guess it depends on who the GOP puts up. Because if the GOP puts up Ted Cruz yeah. in 2024, or if they put up Trump in 2024, I don't think they have a chance. If they put up Mitt Romney, then they might have a chance. I honestly don't. I think after this, Trump Trump goes, he, he never goes to the background. Trump doesn't go away. Like, he's still going to come up in this podcast, but he won't be President Trump. He's going to be, like, barking clown carnival clown guy trump he's gonna be off on the sidelines taking pot shots trump he's not like he's gonna be a a fundraiser a campaigner he's gonna be like bizarre world stacy abrams i don't know aaron it was your question (laughs) what were your thoughts on that like did you you asked the question so you have to have thoughts on it like how does the gop recover uh what what i'm kind of crossing my fingers for is that maybe they i I think they're they're due for some reform i I don't have anything more than that i just looking at the state of the nation knowing that i've got friends on both sides of the aisle i don't i 
my prediction is is that uh, moving forward, we'll have jam. I don't know. No, it's okay. I, I really don't. It's it's just it's to me. I'm 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 kind of scared, and I'll I'll leave it at that. Okay. I mean, yeah, that works. Um. It, it doesn't work. I don't like it. I don't like the way things. No, are I mean it works as I like. Just, as your thought. And it's it's nothing that I want everything to be like kind of status quo. I just mean that like how do we get back to representing everyday Americans that work for Well, unfortunately with the two party system, you're not you know? going to. Um Well, they, well, don't, uh, they don't. Um and then you'll be getting to the whole question about um then you're going to get into a whole question about you know, popular vote versus uh electoral college thing. Over the summer, I did um, a vacation, and um, <laughs> me and me and my buddy were just like baked out of our minds. And you know, like I served with him, I served under him. Um, in and the consensus that we both came to is the country is too big for there to be any sort of meaningful change that we want. Okay. I can't I can't change any of it. So I just vote one way and I now podcast and I talk about it and I you know I when my friends at the bar ask me what I think about what happened at uh, the Capitol I say I've already podcasted about well, it. Well, did you at least <laughs> give him a link so we can at least get a Yeah, we need to listen, listen out, out of it. it. I've I've okay. linked it. Nobody wants to listen like to me <laughs> talk when I'm fucked up, dude. That's why we need the QR yeah, stickers. Yeah, we gotta get on these stickers. That's my fault. You know what? Let's take all right, let's hop to this next section and let's get one God, I hope it's some good news. And almost, almost kinda is. Fuck. <laughs> let's take one last piss out of Rudy Giuliani. <sighs> let's just oh, let's just take turns taking big old Cleveland steamers on his chest. <laughs> Let 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 us let us take the ashes of a once heroic figure in American history and let us blow them into the air of a manure dump. Before we go any any further, what was your first memory? It's always going to be nine eleven. Nine eleven. Like he was, be, it's too. always that dude. I mean, he's, he was that uh, he was that dude. He was that dude. He was uh, the world's mayor, is what they referred to him as, because he uh, threw that. Oh, pitch. So that was going to be yeah. And then and then he, what was the date oh, on that? JM would know. So uh, the Yankees stood down, I think, for a. Oh god, dang it! I think for a week. I think the first pitch on that was like the nineteenth of two thousand and one. Ooh, di- mm. whoa, whoa, okay. Baseball history here. Did Giuliani get the throw a pitch for Bush? What? Yeah, no, yeah, Bush was president. So after, um, didn't Bush have a throw at a uh, after nine eleven? Giuliani too? did the first one. Okay, okay. Uh, do, 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 do. man, when was that? It's important to know. That's, that's no, no, because it was like he threw he threw the first pitch. Um. Okay, so he threw that. Yeah, Giuliani was the guy. Like he got to fucking have cameos in like four or five Adam Sandler movies just because he was the mayor during nine yep. eleven. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and now he will. 
severely embarrass you during, uh, I guess, your election fraud investigations. And then he'll also uh, facilitate a $2 million pardon, apparently. Yeah, so take us in there. What what exactly is happening there? Well, so you had two conflicting stories this week. The first thing that happened this week was there's there's um, stories that Trump did an old Trump playbook because he is famous for not paying uh, people he, he hires. <laughs> like, that's that's a Trump thing. And so there was rumors that he was so irritated by Giuliani's performance as his personal representation during the election fraud shit that he was not going to pay him as if like he installed his plumbing correctly in one of his buildings. Yes. So, and so then that moved over to Giuliani up to prior to this had been like, if you were looking for a pardon, you're kind of like sent to Giuliani and he's going to facilitate it. And apparently that was a $2 million facilitation. So the, the way it worked was uh, the way it worked was um, that Giuliani and President Trump had a basically a handshake agreement on we will figure out the cost after everything is done. Giuliani's bill was something like $30,000 a day. Uh, sure. Uh, $30,000 yeah. a day to to basically incite everything that's going on. Uh, as far as the um, uh, oh yeah, there's no January sixth without Rudy Giuliani, and, and that's a good damn. We have not said that before. Yeah. Damn it, um, fuck. <laughs> uh, so he, yeah, thirty thousand dollars a day, and it was a handshake agreement with President Trump that he would be billed after the conclusion of everything. So, is it concluded? In President Trump's eyes, it is not concluded yet, which is why part of the reason, I guess, he's saying don't pay him, but he's effectively saying don't pay him because I lost. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is totally in line with, like, anything we heard about Trump going to the presidency, like, all those contractors around New York City coming out, be like, yeah, he owes me 150 grand for unclogging toilets in his buildings. Like, <laughs> shit like oh, that. Oh, are you talking... Oh, shit. Then you started getting into, like, the Ivanka and Trump Jr. thing where they cost the CIA or they cost the uh, Secret Service something like $30,000 this year. uh, Because it's $3,000 a month to rent a toilet in a basement because they wouldn't let them shit in their apartment. Oh, I thought it was a honey bucket. Mm. (laughs) Oh, was it a porta potty Okay, yeah. No, Yeah, they had to. uh, They actually had to... um, yeah, rent a uh, basement studio in the neighbors so they could go to the bathroom. And I guess this like stem from the Obama year or something. Like I'm, I'm a little fuzzy here. I want to know who's on the uh, the protective service division. Like who's stinking up the bathroom? <laughs> who's stinking those big ass shits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this, but that. Wait, bro. What's in your diet, yeah, the, dude? Dude, but that goes that goes to our group chat. Like. Imagine the plumbing at the Capitol of all those National oh Guardsmen. Oh god, that in was there. such a good photo. Oh, it's got to be disgusting. Like, imagine how many dicks they're not eating. They're not eating hot meals. It's all fucking MREs. Imagine how many dicks have just... been drawn on the bathroom stalls there. <laughs> so many so dicks many from dicks. the Capitol walls. I 
I just because all of I us, was all of us have spent twenty some odd years old. My first appointment, dicks. and like somebody walked out of like, oh god, we were we were at a training center well, in Washington State, <laughs> and the guy walked out of the porter shitter, and he goes, "Hey man, um, I just jerked off a, in a porter shitter, so I could feel like I was in a rack again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like NTC. <laughs> I remember basic training Fort Leonard It's like a three day field training exercise, but. We they managed to only have five, four, four or five porta potties for like the entire company of basic trainer trainees, and by day three, I shit on a shit two inches <laughs> from the the top. You know, I shit on a shit, like a pile of shit. Like you know, my I, church when is, I was when I was that age, I remember like looking. There's a there's a little form inside of the. <laughs> what is last, the honey bucket, what, right? last said, checked. what what uh what is usable acceptance for the amount of people that are using this and it was like there's 160 people that i serve with in just wow. my company that's alone. a and huge one porta potty is good for five people <laughs> over the course of two or three days and it was like those things were swapped out every five to seven days and that's oh my stretch. god! Yeah, I can't imagine that. I shit on a shit. God, that been like our entire company in Korea going all three hundred people. Oh, it's also like Bonnaroo. I tried to do that thing once. That was awful. At a Lone Star Jam in Austin, like so, it's like all the Texas country bands. Like we're all in line to take a you know like go in there take a piss in the porta potties. And all of a sudden, like, there's this one porta potty that it's kind of moving. We're like, what the fuck's going on? And it's kind of moving. It's moving, and then finally, it stops. And uh, two people got out of it, so we all just started cheering for them because they fucked in a porta potty. Nice, <laughs> nice. Where did we go at Americana? Did we have porta potties at Green Hall, or where did we go? No, it was the regular bathrooms yeah. at Green Hall. Okay. Yeah. So. I went hiking last weekend and I like went in one of those national park bathrooms, but what I didn't read was the sign out front that said that they hadn't been serviced. Because of COVID, and, like, yeah. I opened up the toilet and I was like, <laughs> "So, <laughs> think, dude, at least it wasn't. Uh, at least it wasn't. The, I'm not using this. At least it wasn't the summer. It's just like the baking. Well, no, the summer yeah. up there is pretty temperate. You had <laughs> well for us, yeah. Cody. It's pretty temperate. They it gets into like the 80s and they're they're sweating their dicks off. I was still walking around in a jacket every night. Oh yeah, I've had that What are you looking at me crazy? Oh, did it hit 91 day when I was up there? I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. Triple digits, when? bitch. <laughs> when? <laughs> like it's triple no, digits not when like you were here. negative. Not, not when you were here. That's that's usually like um mid-August we we do hit the triple digits, but there's no central air here, yeah. so it's a fucking um, it's awful. And we but, also have like 14 hours yeah. of sun. It's nice. So you never really actually cool off until about 3 o'clock in the morning. When you're done drinking. <laughs> so you wake up in time at about 7 o'clock in the morning when the sun comes back up, and you're like, oh, yeah, for this three is hours. great. Uh, the yeah. campsite the so campsite I used to go to in Georgetown, they um, uh, Tejas, they got rid. It's a Corps of Engineer park, and they cut back Corps of Engineer funding last year. And this was one of the parks that got cut. And so we went out there, and there was, like, 
permanent tent set up with people's luggage and tables and chairs. Like they turned it into a whole living facility, but they only have, they have a male and female bathroom in there. And the male bathroom has a trough and a shitter. And the female bathroom has two shitters. And we walked in. Next time you come to town, I'm going to show you the trough that they painted on one of the bars here in town. They installed a trough. They yeah, filled it with a bunch of ice. And I just fucking, I try no, to melt all the ice standard. standard every time. Okay, let's go to good news, and then we'll talk about visiting JM, because I want to bring that okay. up. All right, so oh, my good news so. is happy birthday, Betty White. She has survived. So she's 99 today. So 100 years ago would have been 1921. So she is 1922 of January. So what has she survived? So she survived the Great Depression. A lot of oh. dick is. Uh, am I misremembering the Great Depression, or was she was only a couple years old, right? During the Great Depression, she would have been like nine or ten, right? Uh, Great Depression was tw- uh, the other thirties, thirty, like thirty through thirty. So she's so. survived the Great Depression. She survived World War Two. She survived Korea, Vietnam. The Cold uh, War, black and white to color. The Cold film. War, Cuban Missile, Cuban Missile Crisis, <laughs> uh, women's suffrage, Jim, uh, Jim Crow Jim laws, Crow. Uh, yeah, uh, birth, birth control. control. Uh, uh, she survived Blu-rays. I'm sorry, Betamax. She survived uh, <laughs> Sting Stingrays. Yes, uh, and she is. Steve Irwin a just didn't. true badass that we all, I think, look up to. I would say in her lifetime, she saw... Lots of dick. There were lots of dick. <laughs> and then... Uh, I mean, she was really hot. Dude, she I mean, was like, hot. Like, in 1953, like, when she's, like, 30, which is crazy. She is... Um, it, it, she just played a badass character on the Golden Girls because she was just... She wasn't... Um, oh, God. Who was the... Who was the really southern the slutty, girl? The slutty one was Blanche. Blanche yeah, she was the it? super, but she was the short. <laughs> she was, could be one. No, there's yeah. a slutty one. She was the short, sassy, just All right. Very well. badass. Um, Good. Happy birthday, Betty White. She's kind of like, she happy is the birthday. weather barometer of when things go wrong. Kind of like when you're over here on the East Coast, when the Waffle House finally shuts down, you go, Oh shit! Maybe it's time to leave town because the Waffle House is shutting down. Like Betty White, like when she says shit's getting real, shit's getting real. Do you think Dolly Parton sees ninety nine? I don't know. Dolly Parton's not. Uh, Dolly Parton's went in her seventies. She's not going to die because that's that's also someone who I like. Betty White, Dolly Parton, which is like people are like, I only can say good things about. Well, Dolly one Parton's only sixty five. Yeah, like, I was going to say Oprah, but Oprah kind of creeps me out. But, like, Dolly Parton and Betty White, like, I can only say good things. Yeah, Dolly Parton's only 65, so she's got a ways to go. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, No, she was born in 46, so she's 75. Oh, shit! Dolly Parton is 75 on Tuesday, y'all. January 19th. Happy birthday, Dolly Parton. January January 19th, 1946. Uh, Breast. Please do not sell... Dollywood to <laughs> Nick Cage. Breast wishes. Oh, I like what you did there. What's the other good news? It's a callback. It's a callback to uh, your mom uh, being the breast teacher. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes, yes. Ah. 
Sorry, no, Jam. Your no. mom's hot. God damn it. No. No. <laughs> All right. Cody's got other good news, which is good for about two weeks until you're full of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're fucking stoked. Yingling is coming to Texas. It's making Yingling, which has always been like a little treat you get when you go east of the uh, Texas border. Because I think you can get it once you're in You can. Louisiana. It's kind of hard to find, but they do distribute into Louisiana. It's not as around, but like we did my bachelor party in Panama City and we got fucking tanked up on Yingling for three days. Like that's the only thing it was my bar is my party. That's the only beer we allowed yeah, to drink. So I've been Except I've been over in North Josh. Carolina for a week and I have I bought two six packs of tall boys of Yingling because I like to cook with beer. And it's a it's readily available lager, and lager makes a very good uh, braise. It makes a very good stew. It makes a very good like soak. Um, and unfortunately, you know, like if there's too much beer to cook with, then I just have to drink the rest of it. And oh no! And uh, man, it was a lot of fun when I was over here, and I couldn't get it all the time. It's it's tight. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, it's it's a good cheap beer. That, that's Shit, how it's looking. I'm cheap. excited to have another good cheap beer. Um, but so, all right, that's a good question. So, in North Carolina, can you find like all the variations of? Yeah, Yingling, so I've got. Or you no, only I've got have the, like the so traditional I've got lager. Yingling, I've got flight. I've got light, and I've got the pills. Okay, have you tried? Yeah, the pills? Dad brought that over in October. Oh, you know what? I yeah. had one. I liked it yeah, actually. Yeah. I remember that now. So the website shows a black and tan. I'm yeah, I'm not going to drink a black that. and tan like, because it, black and tan is traditionally a stout and an ale. It's stout and no, a it's lager? a stout and a no. um, it's a stout and a variation of another ale. Oh. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, because like usually you think of black and tan as a Guinness and something. Yeah, it's else a Guinness and a Killian's, or it's a Guinness. It's a it's a Guinness and a red. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes um, sense. So usually it's a Guinness the, and a Bass is what they like a traditional a traditional black and tan is a Guinness but, and a Bass. And that's like a that's like a throwback to the troubles, yes. isn't it? Yeah, when you could, when you wanted the good beer <laughs> but you could only afford half of it, and so they would do a black and tan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I would I speak for all Texans as the only person in Texas moment that uh. We welcome Yingling, and we uh, we hope you find a place in our hearts. I know you. Oh, Cody, I think you're missing some other good news here. What's what's the other? Uh, what did you find out the other the night? What did you find out? What did you find out, buddy? With the Baja Blast. <laughs> did you mix? Yeah, did so you mix it with tequila? Wait, that. did I miss Come something on, here? This yeah, wasn't put, in the group oh, chat. You did. Yeah. Cody got fucking blitzed the other night, On and Friday. he just drank all the booze. And apparently, you know, where was this in the group chat or something? I, I have no idea what happened, but apparently there was a Baja Blast, a whiskey, a tequila, a gin, a vodka. Got a rub. Oh, this sounds like what, what's the uh, Chumbawamba's tub thumping? I drink a whiskey drink. I drink a lager drink. I drink a vodka drink. I drink. Yeah, so uh, I drink a Baja drink. We went to a ta- Baja mm. Mountain Dew. We went to talk. We went to <laughs> like, Taco where Bell. Where did this come from? We went to Taco Bell on Friday after like meeting up my parents for a couple of beers in Mesquite Creek here in Georgetown, 
Like I oh the bar that you were telling us about yeah. last week. It's I, I cool. made ribs, yeah. but like Brittany's not a big ribs fan, so she like I need Taco Bell before we go home. Like okay, fine. So I like it. So yeah, <laughs> we go get Taco Bell, and I get the number six, which is like a quesadilla and ta- and a taco. But you get a drink, and I fucking hate Pepsi products. Like I'm not gonna drink a Pepsi. So I'm like Baja Blast me, and Baja Blast is so fucking syrupy sweet. Like, I can't drink one all alone, but I don't know. We got home, and I was just feeling squirrely. It's like, okay, we're having a Baja Blast challenge. We're going to find out what pairs with Baja Blast. And uh, I took out all. What would you find out? So, surprisingly. Scientific or just uh, taste preference? Just off the taste preference. So, I went down the line from tequila, which I thought made sense. To a rum. A uh, poor man's margarita upgraded. Yep. To a yep. JM knows what I'm talking about. To a rum. To a gin. Then I did a whiskey, which is fucking awful. And then vodka. Yeah, that sounds gross. But what actually I found was like kind of good was I have this like Bombay Sapphire East gin, and it was fucking pretty good with Baja Blast. Did you measure everything? Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, so, no, no. Did you measure everything? Not scientifically, because I'd already had two beers in me, but it was like, <laughs> like every every, sh- every shot glass was like two-thirds full of blast and one-third of whatever the liquor was. Did you like order just Baja Blast, or did it come out as Baja Blast with a bunch of fucking ice in it? Or There's a lot of ice, so like... And and mm. I had to do it twice because mm. she didn't know how to do the live the first time. So I mm. I ran it uh. I ran it one time through with commentary. <laughs> that was the that was the live I, that I missed out on because I was like I came back to my phone after a while. I was like Cody Whittington has gone live. I was like oh let me see this and it said that it ended and I couldn't go back and watch it. I put it up on my uh, you can watch it on my Instagram like I I okay. put it as a post. It's actually it's really good and I think everybody should watch it. I like. Link in profile. <laughs> Please link it in the profile okay. for this week. I will. Like, it, it, it is really funny. Cody's just, like, getting fucking slosh. He's like, so, here we go. We're going to try a bunch of shit <laughs> with some Baja Blast. <laughs> and by the way, I'm Cody, and I got a cool-ass beard, and I got twins on the way, and I love my hot wife. Uh, it was something really, like, oh, I made, just that straight I made forward. sure I was like, yeah, and my wife can't Instagram, so we're doing this again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love her. She has uh, the patience of a saint. <laughs> God bless her. Okay, so before we mention socials and kick it out of this bitch, so I have a, I have uh, some air credit that we're supposed to take the Bahamas that or not Bahamas Belize that we're no longer going to use. So, Aaron, if you can uh, get up the scratch, let's uh, let's record from uh, Fayetteville. Oh, Oh, um, you know, okay. February, March. I can't do anything Let's past for March. March. <laughs> uh, JM, what's well, your work schedule look like? We know that you just checked I into the. I don't know the unit on ABC News or on I don't uh, know ABC because I haven't. No, I have not You're been assigned unit, my right? company yeah. yet. So I've been signed to my battalion. Yeah, I've You're been signed to my battalion, but oh, I have not dude. been signed to my company yet. And I'm. Detachment Delta all over uh, already. Yeah, so it looks like I'm going to have a spot inside the medevac, which is what I'm shooting for. 
Um, and I just need to see what their training schedule looks like. And then let's go from there. <laughs> let's shoot for March. Uh, the best way to plan this one, and, and, and everybody here knows it, is around yeah, so federal holidays. so let's shoot holidays. for March. Uh, let's go for February. Shoot for March is good. Actually, I'll be in Tucson next month. Feb- oh, I damn. have to get some fucking sunshine in. I'm dying right now. I was going to say February. I have for President's sure Day off. President's Day off. You know what? I'll be there tomorrow. It's MLK tomorrow. So, I mean, work from home. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. But, I mean, President's Day, I could probably work around. Yeah, I have that off for sure. So, I'll have my guys. Yeah, March. March. Okay, March would be easiest. It's got to be March. Okay, I've March would be easiest (laughs) for our listeners. I'm so sorry that we're planning a live. They had to listen to us plan a book uh, book club earlier, so they can listen to this for 30 seconds. If they've made if they made it this far, they chapters one through fourteen. Don't worry. If they've made it this far, they can come too. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) I will buy another blowout mattress. I hope your jaw doesn't hurt. From all the cocaine we're going to do in Fayetteville? <laughs> Close this fucking Okay, out. guys. Uh, we're not doing cocaine in Fayetteville. <laughs> uh, good night. We love you.